You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Kan Bayazit. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 54 of the Black Eagles podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. And today, I am flying solo. Um, Khan had some family duties to attend to. Uh, and it's quite late at night right now as I record. So it was, it's, I didn't even want to bother Uzjan. It's, th- I think, 3 a.m. in Scotland at the moment. Although I'm alone, one special feature today will be <coughs> sound bites from the match itself, from our own Emre Hastur, who's been on the show on numerous occasions. And then he will follow that up with an after the beep. And, of course, Khan will do a little after the beep as well so you'll you'll hear his voice for those of you who miss him uh but so yeah anyway moving on we're gonna go over the match uh, from I, I guess we would say earlier today for you guys it's tomorrow and by the time i get this thing done in post who knows but we'll say friday the 25th was when a match was played against erzurumspor uh erzurumspor to be specific uh, I still don't know or quite understand if the original Erzurumspor was consolidated into this new, uh, you know, municipality, city municipality version of the team. But anyhow, Erzurum came to Istanbul to play uh, at the Vodafone Park. And the lineups, not, not too many surprises. For Besiktas, uh, Loris Karius was in the goal with uh, Isimat Mirin and Nejip on the back line. Perhaps a little surprise there. Adriano was on the left flank uh, with Gokan Gonu on the right. Dorokan Tokuz and Gary Medel started in the center of the midfield with Ljajic as our attacking mid. Quaresma started on the left side and Jermaine Lenz on the right, which I've been a proponent of for some time. And of course, Burak Yilmaz started up front. Uh, as far as Erzurum score goes, the only uh, thing of note, uh, for me personally anyway, was seeing Rashad Muhammad up front for them as their striker. Uh, he was a lone striker for them. Uh, you might remember that name from our match against Sarpsborg. He was kind of thrown in our side uh, in both of those matches. So... Rashad Muhammad, welcome to Turkey. I, I guess we can say that. But anyway, let's let's cut to it. So I've told you the lineups. 
no surprises there, and I'll just run you right through it and then cut into the stats. So uh, the timeline of events was fairly straightforward. Uh, it was just a slow first half, not much action back and forth. Um, the first half was something of a slogging affair, not much action in front of the goals. Uh, a couple yellow cards, one to Nejip, one to Barak Yilmaz. The, the, the game came into the half at nil-nil. Uh, really kind of uneventful. A few attacking chances up front. Um, Burak Yilmaz was almost sprung, I believe. But really, there was not much to speak of. To, to The one prominent thing to occur may have been uh, Nikola Isimat Mirin kind of coming down awkwardly. He looked to have been injured uh, he played through he played on he stayed on the pitch uh, but he was subbed out at the half and it was an interesting sub uh, he was subbed out for Mustafa Pektimek an interesting substitution perhaps signaling intent from Chanel Gunesh Definitely, it could be said there was not a lot of energy going forward. I think he probably presumed that Mustafa Pektimek could install that, although I've gone on the record uh, on numerous occasions on this podcast saying that you know, I don't think Mustafa Pektimek would, should be your miracle solution in 2019. Usually, I'd be, I've, I've been saying 2018 for so long, it's becoming a... Uh, Kind of almost a reflex, but yeah, now in 2019 we're, we're playing Musa Pektinek and Nejib. But still, not a lot of action, which I'm not sure what he expected. In the 60th minute, Janer Erkin, Erkin was brought in for Burak Yilmaz. Again, you know, interesting subs. Khan made a note of this fact that perhaps Burak Yilmaz is on a like minutes restriction as he gets back into form. You know, he's got notorious injury issues, so perhaps they're just trying to ease him back into regular football. Fine, perhaps. But to bring in Janair Erkin was interesting. So first we bring in an extra striker for Isimat Mirin leaving us theoretically uh, sort of weaker in the back. Uh, but then we bring in Janer Erkin for Burak Yilmaz, meaning now Musva Pektimek is the lone striker for Besiktas at this stage. And of course, with Janer Erkin coming into the left back's position that moved Adriano up into the center of the midfield, so things are getting wacky. Another yellow card in the 63rd minute, only three minutes after that sub. Uh, Rashad Muhammad leaves the match in the 68th minute for a fellow named Opseth. Christian Fardal Opseth, a Norwegian footballer. Uh, so it's, it's interesting what Erzurum is doing there. They seem to be raiding Northern Europe for players at the moment. Which, you know, we'll see how that pans out for them. But anyhow, uh, shortly... After that substitution, in fact, um, as soon as play resumed, boom, a goal is scored. An own goal on Dorkan Tokus. This was probably one of the more baffling 
goals I've witnessed in all of my years as a, as a Besiktas fan, as a football fan in general. It wasn't stunningly, you know, brainless. It wasn't terrible in that regard. It was a fairly typical human error in, in, a, in a sense. Although, well, you know what? I don't want to spend time doing any sort of analysis right now. We're still just leading you through the match. Anyway, leave it to be said. A goal was scored. An own goal was scored. And Besiktas was down a goal in the 69th minute. A cross is sent in, deflects off Gary Medell, who defends fairly well. But it comes to a Erzurum player who's, you know, I can't remember whose name it was because his name did not go on the street at the end. So he sends a shot in. Not a very, not a particularly strong shot. It comes right to Nejip's foot. But Nejip uh, just kind of... I don't know. I, I think he kicks at it, but he could have been just trying to stop it. Whatever it was, it was fairly dysfunctional. Sort of smashes forward right into Dorakon, who had also previously dove to try to block it in the first place. And there you have an own goal. In the 72nd minute, uh, Gur is, is given a yellow card for Erzurum. In the 73rd minute, Gary Medell is given a yellow card for Besiktas. In the 78th minute, Kyle Laren comes in for Adriano. So now we've got another striker in there. At least Pektinek isn't our sole hope up front. Um, although now Adriano's out, and I don't, you know, it's it's really hard to say what's going on tactically, who's playing where. But clearly the intent is to get forward and attack. We are down a goal. And again, right as play resumes, bang, a goal is scored. <laughs> Adem Lijic sends in a floated sort of chip into the box. Dorokan Tokuz finishes with his head for his second career goal. Very nice. The game has been equalized. Besiktas is pressing. Things are looking good to slow down the... Uh, the pace a little bit. Uh, Erzurum brings in a sub uh, in Kone, who comes in for Sunu in the 79th minute. They quickly get a couple of yellow cards, including Sehic, their keeper, uh, in sort of time-wasting and trying to slow things down. They bring in another Northern European in Konstrup, Pierre Konstrup, who's Danish. Uh, another one of these Northern European projects, I suppose. Uh, but they bring him in for Unlu in the 85th minute. Still in this effort to try to slow things down because Besiktas is pressing. They're looking strong. They're finally putting that pressure on the goal that had been wanting this whole match. As is often the case, you know, when you go down, a, when any team goes down a goal, it's going to bring energy to them naturally. And this did occur with Besiktas. But things would come to a grinding halt. Shortly thereafter, when in the 87th minute, Ricardo Quaresma, and some speculate this could have been his final match in a Besiktas shirt, comes sliding in with a terrible, kind of typical sliding tackle from behind, gets himself red carded. Quaresma's out.
tides turn, I mean, not exactly. You couldn't say Erzurum suddenly starts putting pressure on the goal. Five minutes of extra time are awarded. Opseth, who had just come in, got himself a yellow card. Whatever. The game ends one to one as a draw. Besiktas does not take advantage of having turned the tide with their goal. And so it ends with Besiktas getting only a point in this vital, pivotal home match against struggling, you know, at least on paper, looking to be relegation-bound Erzurum Spore. Uh, I'd probably make the argument that Erzurum Spore don't deserve to be considered relegation-bound inherently. You know, they, they, they have some fight left in them, plenty of season to go. Some teams are utterly collapsing right now in the Super League. I'm looking at you, Ankara Guju. So Arizona Sport has a chance to maybe sneak sneak their way out of that relegation zone. And good luck to them, despite their nicking a pretty big result against us and kind of damaging our run. Got to say, they played fairly well, and they have done so all season. So uh, good luck to them in staying up. That's all we have to say and that's all we're going to see of them. But so, yeah, that's that's all there is to say as far as that game goes. There's a one-to-one draw. And that's not the result that Besiktas would have hoped for. I will look at the stats of this match just to sort of piggyback on all the, those comments as to what happened, just to give you a, a more statistical outlook on it. Besiktas had 15 shots to Erzurum Spore's 9. 5 on target, though, to their 3. Only 5 on target, I should say. So not a very good rate. Not a very efficient day in front of the goal for Besiktas. 64% of possession to Erzurum's 36. You'd expect that to some extent, given the fact that Besiktas were down a goal for a little stretch there. Uh, and because, of course, they're the dominant side in general. 503 passes completed by Besiktas to only 300 for Erzurum Sport. Passing accuracy of 82% for Besiktas to their 68. 15 fouls committed by Besiktas to their 14. Four yellow cards apiece. One red card for Besiktas. None for Erzurum. Only one offsides for Besiktas. 11 corners, however, to their two. So the corners, on the one hand, suggest some impetus, although I would be willing to bet most of those corners were uh, obtained very late in the game. But only one offsides, on the other hand, suggests maybe a lack of impetus, a lack of drive and push forward. Surprising, given that Burak Yilmaz was such a notorious offsides, I don't even know what to call it, offsider, offsides or whatever. I'm not, I'm not in the business of making up football vocabulary, at least not today, apparently. Um, but yeah, not so good in regards to the fact that, again, you have a Besiktas side with a very clear advantage statistically, just not putting it together in the final third of the pitch. Um, Khan and I have belabored this point for so long. These types of results have become so commonplace. But you have to look at the manager. You have to look at the lineups. You have to look at the substitutions. You have to look at the lack of soul. All of these things combined to getting you a poor result and all of them kind of 
point to dysfunction up top. Poor decision-making. First of all, I want to go on the record as saying that I find it absolutely absurd that we have a guy in the name of Enzo Rocco who's got a fairly storied career up till now, up till his arrival in Istanbul, who's being paid considerably by our club. He's among our top earners to not play at all and to not be given a chance. And perhaps he's really thrown up some stinkers, you know, in, in, in training, uh, behind the scenes, when the cameras aren't rolling. But Nejip's not the solution. And he, that kind of a fluke goal, you, you don't want to blame anyone. You can't blame anyone for that. Those things happen. That's human error. However, it needs to be noted that Nejip has a propensity to, like his finger is glued to the panic button. And so when it's time for him to take the ball calmly and make a decision that's efficient and, and intelligent and going to be productive moving the ball forward, you, there's no way you can rely on him in those scenarios. And on the own goal, he did sort of misclear the ball. He just sort of took a kick at it. And that's fine. I mean, you're, you're blocking a shot. To some extent, though, it wasn't a very powerful shot. I really want to highlight that fact because it's his errant sort of kicking the ball forward in that manner that then deflects it off of Dorokan and then back into our goal. Of course, Dorokan has some blame in that specific situation. And on the other hand, no one has any blame in that situation. You know, they're both flailing at a ball that's coming in. Although, again, you know, I think there's a, a, a way in which you can even clear the ball that's slightly less haphazard than uh, Nejip's approach every time, not just on the own goal. And beyond just clearing the ball on a shot like that, when he has possession of the ball, he still boots it forward somewhat wildly. Um, it's a very old-fashioned sort of approach to defending. And I suppose it's probably appreciated in certain scenarios, but today was not one of those. Today is a match where Besiktas is dominating possession needs to be building up attack and kind of coherently putting pieces together so that they're moving forward as a unit so that they're in position to score ultimately and that's clearly what they were not in position to do um anyway i'm gonna keep today's episode real brief because there's not a lot to say and we've got you know so much attention to the john okar episode i, I still think we all need to be shoveling ourselves out of the the rubble you know as we consider uh, how we're coming out of this position financially you know as a club how we're moving forward how we're growing responsibly from here on out how we're moving in the right direction and so with all of that said this week there's not a lot to say we we saw a result much like we've seen many other results that you can kind of point to ineptitude up uh, up top and in, in our manager role Chanel Ganesh has been uh, uninspired again uh, he, he seemed to have been pushed into trying things and as a product he found Guven Yeltsin he found Dorokan Tokuz but that's kind of where it ended because he found some middling results as well which apparently were enough to get Fikret Orman to offer him an extension and the rest is history but Let's talk about today. Let's talk about today's match. Let's talk about 
a man of the match, a highlight, and let's talk about a stinker of the match, a low light. My man of the match, my highlight has to go, and I'm going to start on a positive note here because I've been somewhat dire until this point. My highlight has to go to Dorakon, who not only scored twice, if you count the own goal, <laughs> but was very, you know, if, if anyone did have soul, if anyone was flinging around the pitch, going all in, committing to every aspect of both attack and defense, which you need out of someone in the center of your midfield, that would be Dorakon Tokus. And he actually showed more of that than he's shown in previously. I, I, in the last match, he started to flash that, where he was really flinging himself around the pitch. And, and again, with, with this match against Ezrum, that was the case. Really, uh, you can't say enough about how fantastic Dorakon has been up to, up to this point. Just a great prospect a great move that was under the table just goes to show you you know you never you never write someone off because you've never heard of them just because they're a small profile player or coming from a small profile club whatever it may be here we have a clear-cut example of two guys one in the way of Guven Yalcin who came from a very well-established club abroad but from their youth setup so you couldn't maybe anticipate so much and in the case of Dorakan Tokuz Eskişehir here store is a very storied club in the Turkish sphere of football. But beyond that, maybe not so much. No one had too many expectations for, the, for this kid coming into the season. But here we are. I, this is maybe his second highlight of the, in a row. Maybe even third. I'm not sure. He's been fantastic. Besides that, I don't have many more plaudits to give. The defense was actually generally solid, despite Nejip being in there in the back. That one goal was a fluke. Besides that, I didn't feel that Erzurum really put huge amounts of pressure on the goal. Karius did have two big saves that could have turned this match in ways that we've seen matches get turned previously by opponents on sort of uh, fluky out-of-the-blue goals, much like the ones that Karius saved today. So he was okay. In general, the defense was solid. If, if I had to find a low light, they it would not be among them. And I give a tip of the cap and a kind of honorary mention to the whole unit in general. And especially considering the fact that you've got Adriano in and out, Nicolas Isimat Mirin in and out, uh, Medel coming into the back, Adriano coming up front, and then Janer in the like. Despite all of that, fluctuation there was an, enough in the back to, to put together a fairly solid game maybe Erzurum isn't the, you know the best rival in that regard to, to test your defense against but still they're a super league side with professional footballers and the defense held up as such though you've got to say as a low light today uh, our attack was lacking so much the, the buildup was non-existent for the most part. Jeremy Lenz was a bit of a headless chicken, you know, lots of running, but little result. Quaresma was, I, I'd say Quaresma gets my low late today. Uh, obviously the red card was terrible, especially considering this very well may have been his last match. But even beyond that, he, besides the red card, just, just despite the fact that he killed all of our momentum in a very pivotal moment 
when Besiktas truly was building up finally and starting to put some, you know, pose some threat to their goal, he really killed that with that red card. So that was that was despicable in and of itself. But besides that, he was very ineffectual all match. Yeah, I mean, if if that's how he wants to leave the club, if he wants to to make it a kind of what's the point of keeping me around if I'm going to play like this, end quote kind of situation. So be it. it. It would be an incredible shame if that were the case. I don't think it was intentional. I think that's a little bit conspiracy theory-ish. You know, get your tinfoil hat out for that sort of thing. I just think he's fresh. He was frustrated by a generally poor match all around. He was you know, the ref was calling a lot of ticky tacky fouls, slowing down the match often. And of course, it's always going to be the benefit of the weaker side if they're slowing down a match and. and disrupting play but as many clubs have done against Besiktas that's almost something you can do tactically at this stage where you can intentionally slow a match down by committing fouls knowing you're not going to be penalized too harshly because the ref is allowing certain things but then uh, of course you can't say one deserves a yellow card for a small ticky ticky foul but if they've committed five six seven eight you know and you're starting to see a trend you're starting to see a deliberate attempt to affect a match in that way, perhaps you do need to stand stand up and say, look guys, stop this, or I'm gonna start calling things a little more harshly because we're playing football here. We're not, you know, this isn't uh, stop and go traffic for the BQE. Sorry, that's the New York uh, highway. Uh, anyway, but so yeah, my low light probably has to go to Quaresma with honorary mention to pretty much everyone, you know, even Liayish today. And, and of course, he's he's creative and sort of a spark uh, mentally. Even you know, he just has a flair for for the the one touch pass and that kind of thing. But even he was was lacking today. I thought I would say that this was probably his worst match with the club so far. But I've been generally very positive about his performances. So even within that, I. I I don't even want to really give him an honorary mention as a low light because there were much worse than him. It starts with the wings. Again, there was an over-reliance on crosses, which is... I don't know if someone's telling Quaresma to do this or if this is just his instinct. If he's gotten enough assists by just hucking them into the box like that, that he just goes for it like without even thinking twice now. But whatever the logic is, the result is not panning out. Quaresma, you, sir, are my low light of the match. Besides that, all around, you know, Burak Yilmaz was not particularly strong. He's clearly still settling. But he did finally, you know, start to connect with passes a little bit more. So you can only imagine it's just a matter of time before he gets onto the other side of some nice balls from Ljajic or hopefully the guys on the wings get it together and start putting in some good crosses at some point. But yeah, that, that that you can almost take for granted, honestly, that Barack Yilmaz will likely settle in in that regard. And I'm saying this as a massive hater. So, <laughs> so again, not low light worthy. Gary Medell also. I, I would actually more than Lens. I, I think Ricardo Quaresma and Gary Medell for me are competing for that real low light position in yesterday's match or whatever day it is for you listeners because yeah they were they were both 
just uh, it's like they've got their mind somewhere else I I mean Gary Medell is I think just being played incorrectly positionally and moving back to the back line helped I think a little bit you know when when Hectomek was subbed in for Easy Matmudin. He's better back there. And he actually was fairly stabilizing in a sense. Ah, you know. Lots of silly mistakes. Also clumsy fouls. He also earned himself a card. So yeah, it's not looking good from the perspective of a midfield, from the perspective of a coherent midfield in particular. But there we have it. Bad match, poor result, and so here we are on the standings. Currently, Besiktas is in fourth place. In on paper, there are a number of teams that could pass them. Still, going all the way back down to like Antalya Spor, but it's not likely. In fact, I think Antalya Spor is playing uh, Konya for example, who could also pass us to only one of them can pass. All right, so the lowest Besiktas can drop is into seventh place by the end of the weekend. But I don't, you know, I don't know how likely that is. A number of, uh, of our rivals will have to win, including Konyaspor, Trabzonspor, Kasim Pasha, or Antalya. Like I said, Konya and Antalya are playing. So whoever wins that match will pass us. Or if they draw, maybe not, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. We could end this weekend in seventh place, looking way up. We could, they, we could be down 11 points to Pashaksha here. And even if Kasim Pasha were to beat them, we'd still be down eight, which is, you know, at least I guess we gained a point on them. But not a good weekend. Terrible weekend, in fact. Galatasaray has already won. So that's not going to go well. Galatasaray beat Gozepe. Just previously, I just saw that result. It's not good. Things are not good. Things need to be changed. Khan and I have said this many times. It's not likely they're going to be changed. And this is the problem. I don't know how we stand going forward in regards to making a change. The change that would probably be required for this team to really turn things around. But so be it. That's life. That's life for Besiktas right now. For us fans. Anyhow, next weekend. Next Sunday, Besiktas will be in Antalya. A beach weekend for them. They've, I don't know if they've earned it, but they're going to spend the next weekend in Antalya. Playing Antalya Spore. Sunday, 11 a.m. here in New York City. Which is, I believe, 5 p.m. there. So, 5 p.m. on Sunday. For you, for you based in Turkey, I think that's 4 p.m. for the uh, Central Europeans among you. Anyhow, whatever, however that shakes out, check your check your schedules, check your local times. Hopefully, Besiktas will get a result against Antalya Spor. That is going to be a big match, as they all are from now on. Antalya Spor, should they defeat Besiktas, will have more points than them in the standing. Besiktas could drop into like I don't even know eighth place or something <laughs> so let's of course hope for the best and also hope for some good results for the rest of this weekend but yeah let's do this guys let's get behind this team and push them to the final 
hurdle, hopefully in good standing. One last thing before you guys go, make sure to stay for the af for the hashtag after the beep. Once again, thank you to Emre Hasturk for all of these sound bites that you've been hearing throughout this episode. And he's going to weigh in with some thoughts on the match as well as we move into the hashtag after the beep post theme song. And then after he says his word or two about the match, you'll hear Khan. So stay tuned for the after the beep today. We've, we've got that segment back. As always, follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow our mothership, Besiktas International, at Besiktas underscore INT for all the latest news, 24-7, up to the minute. We've got a gang of goons on the job, uh, tweeting constantly all the latest, translating everything that's coming in. So yeah, follow us there, of course. Follow me at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow, and I don't write a lot, so I should probably fix that handle, but... Follow Khan at Razarian, R-A-Z-Z-E-R-I-A-N. And that's it. Stay tuned for more from us here at the Black Eagles podcast. Hopefully with better news to report and with Khan to help me report it. Until the next time, as always, go Peshikash! Hey guys, 90 minutes done. We waited long for this. We missed this guys, but the team's not here. Channel's not here. Not much to talk about about this game. I mean, the fans were terrible. The team, terrible. Channel's decisions, terrible. It's just all around it was terrible so i guess it's it was deserved not much to say uh, i don't know why barack came off why pectemic played instead of ozzy why he kept lens on although he was good for like five ten minutes but that's it a lot of wise. This game's all because of Shenna. Everyone's unhappy here. Next week, Brock suspended, so I don't know why Givan's not playing either. So I... we have we have to we have to get rid of Shenna first. Oh, and also 
Karazmas can go to Porto and do whatever the hell he wants. Well, another uh, disappointing result for us. 1-1 at home to Erzurumspor. Um, a match we should have always won. But uh, it, it was just one of those ge games where the ball didn't seem to want to go in. I think uh, by no means did we play like an amazing match. But I thought we start started really well. And uh, we pushed them back a lot. Um, their goalkeeper, Ibrahim Sage, made so many great, great saves. And then they they score at a very unfortunate time, like at the 73rd minute or something. Uh, a, a complete clutch of a goal. Like, you know, of course it had to go off two players. Uh, of, of our players had to... Uh, I don't know what to say about something like that. Up till then, I think they had one chance with uh, with uh, Rashid Mohamed, of course, who we remember from Sarsborg, which was a, a good chance for them. But that was really it. And... We tested their keeper time and time again. Uh, we had good opportunities, but it just didn't want to go in. Uh, fortunately, we got the equalizer, and then we were pushing, and I think we were going to get it, and then Quaresma happened. Uh, late in the match, of course. You don't know if you're still going to get it, get that, that goal, but we were pushing. We had the momentum in the match, and then Quaresma takes a, a typical Quaresma red card. And um, if that was his final match for the club... I, 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 there's only two ways he had to go out: either scoring an amazing Trivella goal, or getting that type of a red card. So I, I can't really think of any more fitting way um, for him to end his Besiktas career. Really, uh, have to say I was very annoyed with the referee today. Gave an absolute BS yellow card to. Uh, to Burak, which will see him uh, suspended for the next game away at Antalya Spor. Uh, clear. Uh, first, he, he gives a fall, which was never a fall, and then Burak turns around and he didn't. He, he barely did. He, be, he barely gestured. Like if you know Burak Yilmaz and you know, and you know the type of uh, reactions he can have towards referees at times and and he, you know especially when he was the Galtzerai always getting away with it without getting cards and then this this was nothing the ref was just had a hard on for him it was so obvious oh that was just absolutely disgusting and the, the ref kind of annoyed me throughout the game I, I, the, the result is not on him but he was so annoying every time there was any form of of of, of, of a 50 50 duel a physical contact and one of their players went down immediately he'd he'd give a fall on the other end of the spectrum he'd constantly wave play on when we were you know when, when we'd get like interesting positions and one of our players get gets brought down around their box he just felt like an absolute uh, dick today, the ref. Um, but obviously, it's not that he impacted the scoreline or anything like that. So we have to, over, you know, I mean, it was just it was just one of those guys that, that wanted to, to make a statement. That yellow card for Burak was clearly one of those, hey, look, I have the biggest dick around and I'm going to swing it around a little bit. Uh, that was that type of... It's good to see that we can have a... Because I think it's relatively young referee. We're going to have uh, another asshole like that for the foreseeable future in the league. Um, Okay, otherwise, I think it was undeserved. We deserved three points today. Uh, very unlucky. We were very unlucky, but uh, 
it's the story of our season. Uh, okay, now I have to go because my kid is uh, screaming at me to put the dog in the bench. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.